Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Building Our Power. This is Gabby and Katie, and we're back with another episode. Don't forget, guys, Nabisco is on strike. Do not cross the picket lines. Uh, let's keep supporting those workers over there. Also, if you would like to give uh, and support our community fridge in Memphis, Tennessee, you may do that. Link is in the description. We also have merch on sale. 100% of proceeds go to said community fridge and propaganda. All right, KT, what are we talking about today? Yeah, so uh, today's episode is we're going to be talking about abortion. Um, we're going to be talking about why we are still having a conversation like this in 2021 and our thoughts about why abortion is still such a hot topic in 2021. So, uh, what I would like to start off by is, uh, getting Gabby's comments on some Twitter mess that's been going on. Uh, they said, this the liberals said on Twitter earlier this week, that we would not be going through this had we had a uh, 2016 election with Hillary as the president. 2016! So, with that being said, Gabby, what what is your thoughts on that? Oh, and by the way, guys, this is totally a rant episode today. So, just so you know, um, we're about to speed through this and just rant like we normally do. So, yeah. My thoughts on that is that... These people, they, they're disingenuous. They're, they're 100% disingenuous. They know this stuff ain't true. Or maybe they do. Maybe they're just that naive. But if you're that naive at this point in the game, like we, America about over with. If you about <laughs> that naive and you really think that one vote for one president could have changed this stuff, uh, I got some news for you. Uh, firstly, they want somebody to blame. They don't yeah. want to admit that this structure is just built on oppression. Mm-hmm. Everything could have just been changed with the vote. Everything. If Obama didn't win uh, those two eight terms, they would have said we would have had Medicare for all had Obama been president. We would have had criminal justice reform had <laughs> Obama been president. We would have had reparations had Obama been president. Every single concoction of a president has already been here. They ain't doing nothing. We already talked about uh, the last time that, ma- not even majority, but a lot of Americans actually got something out of this government was in the New Deal, which was almost 100 years ago. We ain't never had no fully functioning government that catered and actually cared about its people. So, it's BS. What do you think? Yeah, no, um, I definitely agree with you, but also the mention of FDR, I think it's important that we highlight that because a lot of white leftists love to use FDR as this wonderful man, as if his policies were not also racist. So, with that being said, like, whenever you guys are going back and you're looking, what has, what has America done for its people in the year up until 2021? And you know what you're going to find? You're literally only going to find poor people always staying poor. Yep. Black people always being oppressed. Yep. Indigenous people always being oppressed. Literally up into 2021, even now. So for y'all to be so surprised, so surprised that America is going through here and they're doing this again. 
I don't know. It tells me you ain't you ain't read nothing. Literally, it tells me you ain't read like you said you had. It tells me you ain't talked to marginalized people like you claim you had. Because uh, anybody that ain't bought and paid for by politicians and corporations, any regular degular person is gonna tell you, "Oh, this government ain't gonna do nothing for me." I already know. Like even even the government bringing and taking things away from you, like in that sense, you know, like oh well, Reagan did this, but then guess what? They turned around in the next presidency and did this. And then in the next presidency, they did that. And so I think that's another conversation that we can have around, like, America always has these complaints. Like, oh, well, the Republicans are doing X, Y, and Z. We can't do anything as Democrats. We can't do anything as liberals. The Republicans are doing this. And then the moment that these Democrats, and you'll see this throughout history, the moment that these Democrats get access to literally everything, okay, all of a sudden their hands are tied. Their hands are apparently tied. They cannot move mountains, nothing. They can, they can have access to the presidency, the Senate, and the state. The, I mean, the Senate and the House. And guess what? They, their hands are tied all of a sudden. Literally. Now they can't. Now they can't change anything. Oh, whoa! And so, yeah, I feel like that. Yeah, go ahead, Gavin. Trump was president for four years, and you would have thought he turned the world upside down. <laughs> they told you that man was bringing in the apocalypse as we speak, Literally. and and what he was saying was the same thing we're doing now. But let's just go through it. During the pandemic, he was telling people that you don't have to stay inside. You can go outside. You don't have to wear your mask. And you don't have to social distance and none of that stuff. Whoop de do. You would have thought he was in there committing genocide <laughs> in America. They were outraged. But him though. himself was doing it. You know, it they wasn't were like But they were outraged. Okay. Literally. And so then in so in in my thinking, okay, well if that stuff was bad. So when y'all come in, y'all will uh impose the lockdown, you will uh do mask mandates. You will make sure people are social distanced. You will give us stimulus checks to help uh, make sure that we're not spreading this corona. How come corona is spreading faster now than it did with Trump? How come as soon as uh, Biden got up in there, they said you don't have to wear a mask. And they said you don't have to social distance number three feet, which is me just standing right next to you. How come they said we're not going to have a lockdown and you're not going to get the... uh, the doggone stimulus check. So you're telling me that you literally had every avenue of power to do things to change the trajectory of what we get on, what we got going on, and you're saying still that your hands are tied, that this is just uh, on people not being vaccinated, and it's just on the it's on Republicans. That that's what makes me the most maddest. Mm-hmm. Like I I obviously get the fact that Republicans are awful people. Right, majority of them are conservative. Majority of them are absolutely disgusting people. What I don't get is the deflection, mm-hmm. the lack of accountability for yourself, the fact that people will literally set up here, people who are quote unquote justice Democrats, quote unquote whatever else you want to call them, the whatever made up name they've come up with this week, and they have no. They have absolutely zero accountability for what they do. So I want to ask, how does it, I'm sure you're asking, how does all of this turn into abortion? Like, how do, how do we get here uh, when we were talking about abortion? It's because this is what they do. 
throughout history, the United States takes away your rights, and then uh, once they take away your rights and they blame it on the other party, the opposite party, which is really just the same party, will come back and say, "Hey, guess what? We're giving it back." And so then they get to be the they get to be the wonderful guys. Also, as a reminder, guess what's coming up soon? The midterms. Midterms. Yep. So how how interesting is it? They needed something to fight for. How interesting is it that now all of a sudden people don't have the right to abortion in Texas? So that's what I want y'all to keep in mind. When you are looking at these things, the United States runs on reactionary takes. The United States is like, and me and Gabby talked about this, but they are like uh, a soap opera, okay? Why do you think soap operas have lasted so long? It's because every single thing, nothing ever resolves itself, right? There's always going to be a problem that's going on in the soap opera. And guess what? That's the United States' entire marketing campaign. Also, uh, riddle me this, okay? We, we, we know the donors of these people. We know the donors of the Democrats, Republicans, it's the same people. It's the same corporations, it's the same industry, the pharmaceuticals, big oil, Health. all these places like this, health and stuff like that. We live in capitalist society. America is one big corporation. We see now that America, Americans, Republicans, Democrats, both, could really care less if uh, a significant population, like 1%, drops dead today. Yeah, they really okay, 1%, eh, that's nothing. We can risk that as long as we keep the businesses running. Is there p- possibly... A financial incentive during this time when people our age, millennials, are not having kids, saying we don't want to have kids, the economy is too bad, our jobs are not paying enough, and things are dire, we're depressed, we don't feel like we can uh, have our children in a uh, loving nurturing environment, we're going to get some plants, we're going to get some dogs. Do you think there's an incentive in the government now trying to cut back on uh, preventative measures when it comes to uh, pregnancies? Are you saying, and I want to get this right, are you saying, Gabby, that you believe that the United States government is anti-abortion sometimes, maybe all the time, for the sole purpose to generate Labor beans for capitalism? I mean, pro-abortion. No, yeah, anti-abortion. Yeah, yeah, Is that what you're saying? I, I think that that's definitely a part of it because when you think about this, you know, a lot of people say that, and I believe it, the white, uh, white supremacists use abortion, anti-abortion, because, you know, they're trying to keep the white race numbers up. That right. makes sense to me. But it wouldn't make sense to me that... They're stopping abortions from happening in the South, in Mississippi, predominantly black uh, state, and places like that, black populations. Why wouldn't they just let an abortion clinic be anywhere? Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't there be an abortion clinic on every corner? Yeah, if it was sense. just about the white population, what is it about? It is about 
the government, corporations, everybody knowing the statistics with teen pregnancy in poverty. If you have a baby as a teen and you in poverty, you more than likely going to stay in poverty and your child is more than likely going to stay in poverty, thus creating a low class of workers who therefore have to work those low wage jobs and get paid seven twenty five an hour. Yes. America runs on the exploited. And if you have a child at that young age, you're more than likely to drop out of high school and those are going to be your only prospects. So my theory is they see that we're having, in general, less children. The poor are probably having less children now because of access to condoms and plan period, this, that, and the third. And... In 20 years, 30 years, that's not going to look good for them. And they need to have a constant stream of workers in America to keep the economy working. That's my... No, I think think you're 100% correct on that. I think that's a... You know, like, I don't know if you've seen those TikToks where those people are like, what's a government conspiracy theory that someone uh, told you that you think is 100% correct? That. That is a government conspiracy theory that is 100% correct. It's not even conspiracy. That's what they're doing. And I think that brings us to, like, a conversation that we were having earlier about how the government literally, like, literally, no matter what they do here in America, we people will never get rights. Like, there's... Never. <laughs> people are never getting rights. Like, that's a joke. Like, for y'all to sit here and to play into electoral politics at this point, it's a joke. You're grown. Grow up. (laughs) Electoral politics is not feasible. Look at history. Look at what happened to black people when they got the right to vote. Nothing happened. Some people have been over here voting for 30, 40 years. We talked about this in the Don't Vote episode. There's no point. Y'all have to step away from electoral politics. Stop legitimizing these people. Stop legitimizing these uh, uh, liberals. Stop giving these liberals, stop giving these conservatives the time of the day to even have a debate with them. Don't even talk to them about it. It's not even, it's really, I'm going to tell y'all, it's, it makes your life so much easier when you stop trying to convert people that don't deserve conversion. It does. So, um, yeah, I think uh, that we need to stop. We need to be asking better questions. And and so for this whole abortion thing, I don't have all the answers to that because I don't like that's not my field. I don't know about abortion. I don't know how to have an abortion. I don't know nothing about that. But I do know what we can do as a community, and that is educate the people that we know, the young people, the old people, everybody on safe sex, on condom use on STDs as much as we can and if we can find them some resources to help them still be able to have an abortion if they need one do that because let me tell you right now you thinking that's such a white woman thing you thinking that the government is eventually just going to pop back around and support you is really uh it's a fairy tale 
And one thing I want to bring up is Tammy Sawyer posted this picture. Uh, you can tell a white liberal posted it. It was like what the government thinks is going to happen. <laughs> and it was like The Handmaid's Tale. And it's like what's actually going to happen. And it was like when the black lady from Black Panther and like some other indigenous superhero character and like one of the little white women on Fantastic Four. And it was My like... God. And Tammy Sawyer was like, uh, why does this irk me? And I said, because literally... White women, they just use this time to fantasize about what they would do and how they're going to fight the patriarchy, knowing good and well they ain't did shit this whole time. <laughs> from Roe v. Wade to now, to help any marginalized uh, person that has children or that didn't want to have children from having children and giving them the resources to survive weren't doing shit. And they ain't finna do shit now except for give some money to Nancy Pelosi because Nancy Pelosi gonna claim she doing something. And then that's finna be the extent of their activism and they finna go back to brunch. And that's, that's all these white women do, which is why white people as a whole, my tolerance is so thin with white people. Because if you aren't doing, if you ain't woke up now, and this is what woke you up, after everything, after last year, after decades, after uh, 1990, 80, 70, 60, now is the time where finally your eyes have been opened. It's really suspect to me. Especially grown people. Like, I can understand if it's like a child, like somebody who's still in high school, but like a grown person, a grown person, white lady, 40 years old, 30 years old, 20 years old, over here saying they just now woke up to see it. No. Something's wrong with you. You know, you something is wrong with you. Girl. And that's that's what liberalism does though for some people. It keeps them asleep. It keeps them asleep and they, they stay asleep because as far as they're concerned, for people like that, white middle class women, their life really hasn't changed. That's what I was telling KT, like their life didn't really change up on Obama. Maybe they had to budget a little bit. That was the first time they ever had to budget they the books. And then uh, four years later, stuff was cool. Donald Trump came. They didn't like he was rude. That was pretty much it. They got tax cuts. Joe Biden's coming. They got tax cuts, too. I mean, their life literally stays on a constant plateau. So, I just came with them. I, I try to distance myself from them because sometimes they make me more angry than the conservatives because the conservatives are at least blatant. Like, I don't give a fuck. But the liberals are, like, very, the white women, very patronizing. Like, they understand. Very patronizing. Like, they really want to help. When all they want to do is talk over you and tell you what they think you should be doing. So, I don't know. You're going to have to do something about that, KT. You're going to have to do something about the white liberal women. Because they're really a nuisance on, on the internet. I feel like, yeah. I know I 100% agree with that, but I feel like I, I focus more on white men for some reason. Even though, like, white men, like you said, they're more blatant. Yeah. I need to be focusing definitely more on white women on the internet. Even myself included, because yes. I notice myself uh, sometimes try to get into business that's not my business right. on the internet. And then I get roasted, and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, obviously, I was in the wrong um, but I think that, yeah, there's a lot of places, especially like, you know, we have the KT, uh, at KT underscore does art on Twitter. 
Um, and there's a lot of white women that are in the art business that do a lot of performative activism. I'm not, it's not even yeah. activism. It's just performance, pretty yeah. much. Uh, and so, yeah. Maybe that's my line. Maybe that's where I need Maybe to be it at. Is. Maybe it is. Because I, I need you to talk to them because I cannot. And uh, on the little performative thing, we, we just ranting and stuff like that. But I just think it's... <laughs> It's definitely the American way of performance. Like, we, we were just reading. We've been reading up on the NAACP and the, the stuff they were doing and the bullshit they did. Right. And I'm thinking back. Okay, I was like, okay, well, what is something good that America's did? So, we thought about the New Deal that only helped the white people. But then I was like, oh, okay, well, in the 60s, something good happened. But then I was like, oh, damn, yeah, there was just a Civil Rights Act and the Voting Rights Act. And I'm like, we already talked about that. Wasn't nothing done about that. But people will literally purport that, like, I was a part of the civil rights. I helped get that bill passed. I helped do this. I helped do that. And that's how it's going to be 30, 40 years from now. You're going to have people that say, I was a part of the Black Lives Matter movement. I was a part of this. I was a part of that. And ain't none of these folk doing nothing. We just got through reading about the NAACP and how they literally had all this money, all this white funding. And instead of using this money to invest in already strong foundation black schools, strong foundation black businesses, strong foundation black communities, helping them build themselves up. No, we're going to spend millions and billions of dollars on suing uh, the white businesses to force uh, them to let us give them money. Suing the white school so that we have to get on the bus, our kids have to get on the bus early as hell and, and drive 20 miles to get traumatized by some white kids every day. Yeah. Sue the people because uh, uh, we, they won't let us go into their little... Uh, unseasoned food diner when we've had Big Mama uh, diner for 30 years and we just gonna forget about her. Like, there's so much stuff in American history that just make you go like, what? And there's so much stuff too that they don't tell you purposely. Like, they don't tell you that. Literally. Literally. so, I think think this would be a good time to say like, hey, that could be a second episode because that would be really, really good if we could detail like, uh, at least the time between um, the time between uh, abolishment of slavery up into the uh, Civil Rights Act. That would be something that would be really interesting to timeline so that you guys can truly see what's been happening. Because you, you got this uh, vision of history and you already know it's garbage, but ju- just wait. Just wait. It's, 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 it's even better when we when we tie it to capitalism. Yes. So that's going to be what we're going to be working on. Because my whole thing about it was, why in the world did the government all of a sudden care about integration? Why was that a big thing? When, pe- when black folks were doing their own thing, white people were working in the service industry. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to chronologically, while we're doing this, also follow the shifts and trends of capitalism from agriculture to industrial to service work and see how that changed what black people's roles were in America and how even now where it's gig-based, 
how black people's place in America has shifted as well. So I think there'll be a good episode. It'll be more structured. But uh ranting like a You know, we always have to do like a little uh ranting one every once in a while to clear our palates and to get rid of some of the uh white people who don't belong here. So, uh, thank you guys for listening to this episode. If you liked it, share it with a friend. Uh, remember, uh, do not cross the picket line. Do not buy any Nabisco products if you can. And if you'd like to support our community fridge in Memphis, Tennessee, and what we're doing there, stocking it up. It was kind of empty uh, today. We had to fill it up. Um, you can go uh, to the link in the description and donate there. Also, we have merch if you'd like to buy that instead. And 100% of the proceeds will go to the community fridge and propaganda. Um, hit KT up at KT underscore does art. Hit me up at Gabby's Music. And us both up at Building RPWR. This has been Gabby. And KT. And this has been Building Our Power.